Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson, and we're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Andrew Schaefer in February at the Durango Arts Center and Sunflower Theater when the theme was love. Andrew has always called Colorado his home. He is a first-generation rancher and farmer. He and his wife share a passion for the area and have settled down in Dolores, Colorado. Together, they operate Cedar Mesa Ranch. Andrew likes to solve problems, usually taking the road less traveled, and is happiest out in the pasture with his cows and sheep. He's a lover of nature and reading. He enjoys living simply and being a caretaker of Mother Earth in his short time here. Here is Andrew's story. I was in fifth grade over here at Park Elementary at the time, and uh, some tragic news came to our home. My, my father had just been diagnosed with cancer. For our family, this meant a change was coming, and, and uh, more ways than one, of course, but, but the most immediate one is my parents wanted to take a change of pace. And, and what that resulted in is uh, we were going to move to Cortez. And my parents really wanted to have something for me to hang on to, and, and with all that change at such a young, young age and making new friends. And they looked to me and they said, son, what, what really seems interesting to you? What would you want to do if you could do anything? And I don't know why I said it, but I said, you know, sheep look really interesting. <laughs> and man, my parents are supportive. Uh, they, they, my dad had a friend over in Bayfield that had a large commercial sheep flock at the time, and uh, that spring, I was given the opportunity to to work it out, uh, in the lambing pens. And in the agreement that the rancher made with me was, at the end of your time, you could get a baby lamb. And oh my gosh, this was the coolest opportunity a kid could have. And so, uh, after school, I'd go out and. What exactly did I do? I, I was responsible for cleaning the lambing pen when, when the ewe had, had just given birth. Well, this meant using a pitchfork to pick up a placenta and carry it out. And it's a very slippery operation. <laughs> and so through, through that spring, I, I got a lot of hands-on experience. And, and uh, I'll never forget you know, just some of the sights and sounds, hearing the sheep bells. And, and uh, those, those are things I still hold dear to this day. And, and so, you can't have just one sheep, of course. So, so I had to have another bottle lamb for companionship for those two. Well, I'd outsmarted my parents. One was a ram and one was a ewe. <laughs> that next spring, uh, as I went out to feed the sheep, here was this baby lamb on the ground. I, and it was, it was the most uh, amazing thing to be part of. I, I had raised these other two lambs from bottle, and then now here I was getting to witness uh, a brand new baby, and it fortunately had a mother, and, and it, was, it was amazing. But I don't make things simple. And so, shortly thereafter, uh, I realized I wanted to have something more. I needed to, I, I, something was missing. And so, I had the opportunity to, to get some registered sheep, which, which then, at this point, you're able to go to a sheep show. And so I had acquired these sheep, and my parents were, once again, amazing, and said, you know, yeah, if you, if you want to go to these sheep shows, we'll support you. So the first one we went to was the Arizona National. It was in Phoenix. 
while most kids are excited about Christmas, I was excited about the day after Christmas. We left to go to Phoenix for a sheep show. Load up these sheep, hop in the pickup, and go to Phoenix. Downtown Phoenix uh, is, is where the show takes place, and I'll never forget pulling into this barn, huge barn, and there's sheep of all varieties, and, and they all have their own distinctive voices. You know, the, the big ones over here, certain noise, and there's some younger ones over here, and, and the smell of the fresh straw in the, in the Arizona sun, and really magical time. And, and we did that. Uh, my parents hauled me around with the sheep to different shows all across the country, and it, it was some memorable times. And, and through that, I had some mentors. You can't, you, you can't learn anything in life without having some mentors, and uh, two of those for me were Pam Ramsey from Hesperus and, and Johnny Tom from Aztec. And Johnny actually uh, was my sheep shearer, too, and, and, and another fun fact of being a kid in, in uh, middle school and high school is you get to miss school to go sheep shearing. I mean, that was <laughs> awesome. And, and he eventually taught me to shear, and, and I'm thankful for that opportunity. But both Johnny and Pam had something in common. They both raised Navajo churro sheep. And, and I had pretty generic, big, white, fluffy sheep. And, and through the years, I, I, always, I always saw their sheep, and they had different blacks and browns and horns. And, and if you've ever seen the Navajo churro sheep, they're very beautiful, kind of a draping fleece and lots of luster. And, and through the years, I always, every time I'd hang out with them, I'd be, oh, man, those, those sheep are so cool. And, but I still had my big, white, generic sheep. And, uh, I, I ended up in college now, uh, and I was kind of, college is that age when you're trying to find yourself and trying to learn and, and gain experiences and um, still wasn't sure where I was headed in the world. And I had a really dear friend, still do, actually, and uh, he'd been home for the weekend, and he called me up, and he said, you've got to get over here. You're coming for dinner. We're having lasagna. And I said, okay, well, this sounds exciting. Let's go. And, uh, and it's college, so free meal. I mean, come on. And uh, I get there, and he, he seems very excited, and, and, uh, and, then, and then finally the truth's divulged that his grandmother had frozen this, this lasagna, and, and uh, he wanted to share that with me. And I've never tasted something where, where all the flavors are so interwoven, the, the spices and the herbs and the, and the marinara and the ricotta is just, it was heavenly. And I can see why he was excited to share that. And, and at that moment... It really dawned on me that, that food can really be something that transcends time and place because of recipes and, and the people you share them with. And e even though his grandmother wasn't there, I felt the love. Um, it, it was really magical. And it, and it really got me thinking about, well, what am I doing? Where, where am I going? What, what have I... Uh, you know, what, what's, what, where, where do I want to be? in the world, and, and uh, at that time it, it became more and more apparent that, that having the sheep that I had wasn't, wasn't maybe fitting where I really wanted to go. I, I wanted to have something with more, more grit and more history, and, and the Navajo churro sheep have been in the Southwest for uh, hundreds of years, and, and have been a really important part of, of cultural history from the Rio Grande all across uh, the Southwest to California, in fact. 
and so it got my 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 wheels spinning. And so so of course it, it took a trip to Pam's and some talks with Johnny, and I was like, okay, I, I think this this is this is what needs to happen. And so Johnny and I made an agreement that we'd uh, switch flocks of sheep. He had some Navajo churro sheep he'd share with me, and and in exchange I'd I'd trade the ones that I had. And so we, we set a time and a place, and, and uh, I went with the trailer to pick him up, and it was up in the mountains, and it was raining that day, and, and when I got there, Johnny was still out gathering the sheep off the range, and uh, the elephant heads were blooming. It was, it was a beautiful day, and, and uh, so I waited around, and I could hear the bells coming, and, and was looking for him, and, and kept waiting, and this apprehension was killing me. And... He finally showed up, and we got the sheep corralled, and then proceeded to rope them because that's the way that's the way we do things uh, when you don't, when you don't have adequate facilities. And and so we we caught the sheep and we're loading them, and, and it starts to rain more, and we loaded up the last Navajo churro sheep, and and I got back in the pickup and headed down the road, and I've never looked back. Thank you guys. Thank you, Andrew, for sharing that story with us. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. A list of our live storytelling events in 2019 is also on our website on the events page. Subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. If a particular story makes you laugh, cry, or look at your world with a little bit more clarity, please leave a comment and let us know. Big thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. And thanks to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about the wonderful projects they support in the Mancus Valley of Colorado at mancusvalleyresources.com. The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Check out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com. And our theme music was written and composed by Mo Cooley and performed by Mo and the Motones. Find out more about their music on the Motones Facebook page. That's M-O-E Tones on Facebook. Now for an outtake. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, Getting you know, serious. revving to go. So I feel I'm already sweating because <laughs> that's how we're. This is like an this is like an exercise workout for me. Okay, <laughs> it is. It is for your phonics and your, <laughs> it is. your yeah, enunciation. pronunciation and enunciation. Uh, wow! 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 wow. wow.